Hey everyone, on this episode, we're going to reach out and touch someone. Yes, uh, Andrew, uh, this is a fine God. hoodie. What's the thread code on No, that not thing? touching me. Does it have inner pockets? Adam, hands off. Ben, Ooh. your mustache yeah. coming in hardy, buddy. Do not Let me get touch my mouth. A little feely feel. Stop, Stop. Come on, I'm doing the challenge. No, no, no. The, the challenge is to like reconnect with someone, right? Uh, That's right. Ah, hands out of my Stop. mouth. What the dip, what the dip, we're getting. Raise the roof, everybody. But before you do, make sure that raising the roof fits in with the historical integrity of your neighborhood. You don't want to just pop the top on your home and everyone walks by and says, my God, what have you done just because the kids need a playroom and Ned needs a den. So before you raise the roof, check and make sure, is this roof raisable? This is the Grolic Saves the World. My name's Adam Caton Holland. I'm Ben Roy. <laughs> and I'm Andrew Orvidal. And this is the podcast where we better the world around us by bettering ourselves. And that has been Adam's Pearls. Adam's Pearls, a pearl for every occasion. <laughs> that one was the most personal yet. I can sense that one coming from you after a recent walk through your neighborhood. Sure, a, a cl- a, one, of my, one of my signature clenched fist indignant walks where I kind of fume around the neighborhood at things I've seen. Yeah, nothing like a hundred-year-old brick home with a corrugated steel shed coming out of the top of it. Thank you. You fucking get it. It looks good, and it's definitely gonna last a long time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm thinking about popping the top and moving Ben into my house. Yeah, no, you don't want that kind of trouble, bud. You don't want your neighbors seeing Ben's butthole through the window. Boom! What a callback to to the first of the year. And callbacks count. You can you can call back seventy episodes ago. If it hits, it hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are we doing this challenge? Besides, I'm moving you into my house. It's a oh, it's a very God. special oh. episode. We're moving I'm Ben worried about out you. of the basement. Andrew's worried about you. I've popped the top. I Landmarks is pissed off at me. I was not allowed to do that, but I said ben because needs yeah, and space. you knew that Ben needs, needs a man cave, so you didn't just pop the top. You put a man cave on top of the house, Casa yes. Bonita what? style. You got the people you who got, redid Casa Bonita. You got man to cave. make a an artificial cave on top of Adam's house for you. T- you're going to be able to work out in there. I. I know you don't like tipping your hand at surprises, but be honest with me because I don't think I could handle it. Mm-hmm. Are the Delta Burke fat heads in there? Because if they are, <laughs> if they are and you surprise me, I may whiz. I may I whiz. Set, I set one up on each cardinal direction wall over and they're and they're different deltas from her career there's young delta there's old season delta yep. and then there's the two betwixt and i refer to them as spring and fall they're all out the there for you buddy betwixt. i know it's it, it's the four corners and i pray to them at the different four corners of deltas day. and i got you a samantha yeah. fox for over your bed because i know you can't oh. sleep alone the boys are excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a whole new chapter with Ben in my Hey, how's house. Katie doing with this whole thing? Ooh, it's kind of, that's kind of, it sort of dovetails with Katie moving out and me having more room. <laughs> so I, I was one, I didn't even have to fly up the flagpole. I, I just sort of decided to do it. So Ben, you're kind of, it's kind of a my two dads scenario. <laughs> oh, a true win, a true win-win. I love it. I'm thinking you'll, you'll be the artist, cool dad with the earring and I'll be the more neurotic dad who's more reliable. Sound good? Yeah, I love it. That sounds cool. Uh, are you oh, now we got to take Ben to get his ear pierced. No, a, I think this is snowballing into such a pain I in think the I ass. Gotta, I, 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 listen, it's all going to come together, and our listeners will be able to hear about it throughout the as, as Ben moves in and how how we progress. But we have to get to the challenge. And you know, I had nothing. I asked you guys if you have anything. You had nothing. Tapped dry, right? And so when that happens, what we ugh, what we're loath to do. Is go to the list, Ugh. the listener suggested list, and usually it's dog shit. They're it, like, they're you guys should fight in your in your nineties in the street with pillows, and we're like, we're not, we're, we're not, not going to do that. Just, 
we're not here to you just for you to jerk off to. Like we're see, more we're people. One was we're people. See how many hands you can get in your mouth. I know, and it's, it's like just my the, god. How does that better the world? You know, it's, we're treating not, us like a free OnlyFans. You have to pay to see how many object. hands somebody can fit in my mouth. Yeah, but <laughs> like a broken clock, our listeners are occasionally right, and one of our listeners decided, seeing as it is the holiday season, a great challenge would be to reach out and touch someone. And I think <clears throat> we can just interpret that however we want. I'm going to. <laughs> Ride the bus and get a little handsy with people. No, Adam, not again. And, no, no, Adam. I don't think that's what they meant. I think they meant reestablish a connection with someone yeah. that has lapsed, uh, and, that, and that's your interpretation. No, no, I think that's the actual interpretation, yeah, think- Adam. But I want to say too, you, you, you did this last time. You got on the bus. You got handsy. You said, "I'm never going to ride the bus again." What do I care? Yep. And then you had to ride the light rail, and they caught you. Didn't they? They caught you because you wanted to go to a game and they caught you on the train. And so, yeah, it was a foot chase at the Pena Road station. Yeah, (laughs) I got I leapt out before the airport and I ran off into Panasonic town. Yep. Light rail toucher almost apprehended again. I remember seeing that headline on the Denver Post. So so this challenge, basically, I I would imagine what our, our listeners are saying is, uh, maybe reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while, right? I mean, I would take that as, uh, you know, yeah. somebody maybe you've cut off communication with or you just, you know, you've grown apart from, not for any particular reason. Um, do you guys have a lot of people you've cut from your lives? Dozens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like Elon Musk. <laughs> and do you, is it, is it me, Adam? Are you going to call me? Buddy, I, have you not been listening? I'm bringing you closer. I want you more. Well, I'm wondering life. if this is a tease for the challenge. Like, you bringing me into the house is you trying to right some of the major wrongs, you know, that. You- ben, I moved you into my house because I want you out of my life. Ah, no better way to do that than to make me part of your family. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I I have people that I've certainly like cut off, but I don't feel that was unjustifiable in the rare occasions that I've done that. So my head's not going to like reach out to those people. That's not where my head is going with this challenge. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you had a good reason for ending a friendship, you don't have to like be forced back into it. Exactly. So where does your brain go with this challenge? Or do you want to say Well, I mean, isn't that what we're, that's what we're going to reveal in the second act. All right. That's what we're going to come back and talk about, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely putting me in the mood of those, those holiday commercials where uh, it's like, were they Folgers commercials where the, like the little girl wakes up and her like military brothers like home early for Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? She runs down the stairs and it's just like, you're home. And he's like, shh. And they brew a pot of coffee. And yeah, here, 12 year old kid, let's drink some fucking, like some terrible stove water. Let's drink some of the worst coffee on earth together (laughs) and bond over this. I've got some pretty bad PTSD from Iraq and I'm stealing some cash from mom and dad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. There's not a spot of coffee in that can. It's all savings that mom and dad have put in there. And that's what he's. Yeah, yeah she he, caught him in the act. They yeah. haven't seen that dude in years. Yeah, that's what this yeah, reach out and touch someone puts me in the mood of those sort of nice Yuletide commercials. Well, uh, yeah, this is the perfect time for this. Andrew, what about you? Do you are you somebody who cuts people off or that is bad at uh, keeping in touch with people? No, I don't think so. I think some friendships lapse naturally. For any given reasons, I'm not usually someone who like makes a formal decision to cut somebody off unless there's some like specific reason to do so where it's like, okay, this friendship is not healthy or this friendship is there's some other issue with it. But yeah, once I do that, it's pretty much a one way road, I would say. Probably like Adam. (laughs) What about you, Ben? No. I mean, you know this about me. I don't cut people off. Yeah, I, I think that's right. The door's never closed for old Ben Roy, right? No, I have a, I have trouble letting go of people. Take and me fact, back, baby. In, Take me back just one more time. And one recently, in recent memory, there's there's really been only one person uh, that I've blocked in, in recent memory, and I did it in the hopes that uh, maybe that situation would get better through some time of. You know what I mean? Of, of like space and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I 
don't believe that it has. I don't believe that this person is committed to any kind of real change. Uh, when you say blocked, do you mean like on social media block blocked? Blocked on like, social media and on my yeah. phone, and and uh, that's really just blocking Ben from the person. <laughs> that, but anybody, but I mean, my my like people who know me very well, like you guys and 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 Crystal, my ex wife, knows that's very rare for me to do. I I tend to collect mm-hmm. people, and I, I I tend to maintain or try to maintain friendships <laughs> with. People that the friend collector coming this fall, and it's it's probably a self esteem thing. Uh, it is a self esteem thing and self worth issue. Wait, wait a minute. So, like, if you collect people, you're worth more because you got more people attached to you. No, no. Uh, it's a well, he keeps them in mint condition in his attic, and then when it's time to trade, you should see the people he brings out. <laughs> you didn't sound the earnestness horn, and so now you're being torn to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make this sad all the way up front. I, that's what I do. Well, I just don't understand. I don't understand why why that's insecurity is collecting people. Because I always assume I'm the one that's wrong. Like I'm, all, I'm always assuming I'm the one that's fucked up and that I should feel guilty for it. But that, but and what does that have to do with collecting people? I can't cut people off, even if it's the healthy thing. Because it means you did. Because so, it means you did something wrong if you cut them. No, off. it means that I'm saying they did something wrong if I cut them off, and I usually feel so guilty. I'm like, no, I'm the one that fucked up. Like, I, and, oh. and no one will ever like me again. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those. Well, things. that okay. part is true. So you want to have at least one person around. I really should have sounded the earnestness. (laughs) You didn't sound it. And and, uh, I I left myself open. Andrew's just teeing off on it with a bat, like just drilling my my mailbox that I'm mailing sweet letters to myself right now. And Andrew is just pounding on it with a Louisville slugger. It's pretty cool to watch. Sure, Um, sure. It hurts a little bit. It'll teach you to sound that horn. It'll teach you to sound that horn. It's my fault. I know, I know. No, it's always there and I fucking forget. But uh, yeah, so there's not a lot of people, but I but I have some. There are a couple of people. Okay, so I think we know what we're going to do. Andrew, you got you you got some ideas? I think we all have someone. Yeah, I bet someone is instantly jumped to mind for all of us. Okay, so you two are going to go reach out to those people. I'm going to ride the bus again. We're going to come back in the second act. No, this challenge is about bettering the world. Touching strangers on the bus is the opposite of making the world a better place. You don't know where they're coming from. (laughs) They're coming from work, and they're on the bus. That's where they're coming from. <laughs> Some people Leave them ride alone. the bus for different reasons. There's whole deep Reddit threads about it. Oh, my God. You're sick. This reminds me, this is a true aside. I once, One time I got in a lift in L.A., and this guy was like, Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not driving Lyft because I need the money. I'm actually doing because I'm looking for love. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me about <laughs> and this. And I was freak. like, I was like, dude, you know that no one is getting into your Hyundai Sonata th- with that same idea in mind. Like tonight's the night I kiss my prince. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I still think of it. Just terrifying, chilling. This dude just out there, just a modern day Casanova. Roaming the city, picking up strangers. And you're a man. That's what he told you. Imagine what he says to women. Holy fuck! Oh god, Christ! I had a I had a time where I borrowed somebody's car that was a lift, and it had the lift like pill thing in the front window. You know the light. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, uh, I a bottle of pills. <laughs> They're on Benzedrine. I was like, yeah, that also tracks. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, the lift pill. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's you know the little lift like thing that they put in the dashboard. Yeah, totally. And I pulled up in front of the airport to drop Crystal off, and we were in an argument. And so she got out of the car, and I'm helping her with her bags. And I try to hug her to say goodbye, but she's having none of it because she's upset. So she just like gives me this awkward hug. And I realize everybody looking around there That's is thinking rude. this is the most <laughs> awkward lift drop off they've ever seen in their entire life uh so anyway yeah amazing but, um, like i want to do a backseat but, dropping off my wife in a borrowed lift <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh like i made her sit in the front seat and then i was like give me a hug give me a hug as she's leaving um but anyway all right well it sounds like we've got our challenge it's pretty open-ended but that's how uh the listeners uh played it reach out and reconnect with a friend acquaintance someone in your life or ride the bus where there's some distance we- not physically and not on the bus 
us. Hmm. That's is the specific thing we're not doing. And make sure, hey, those of you listening, uh, think about who you'd call over this break. Uh, who would you reach out to? Who are the people that, you know, over these holiday seasons, maybe you've neglected a relationship or you've been estranged for somebody. Think about that. In the meantime, let's listen to some live stand-up comedy from the Grawlix live show that happens the last Saturday of every month at the now. It's a world famous. It's been designated world famous. It's crazy. Uh, It's like a Dubai prince was there at the last show. Exactly. It's words getting around. Yeah. Hosni Mubarak's son came in. Really? Yes. Trevor Mubarak. Yeah. For us. That's yeah, so cool. It, it was so cool. So anyway, uh, let's listen to some uh, comedy from our good friend, somebody, a, a, a fast rising star in the comedy world. Uh, this is our friend Liv Carter. And when we return, we will have reached out and touched someone uh, who the hell knows who it's going to be or if this is healthy. So stay tuned. I work a minimum wage job now. I like it a lot. I, uh, I get to talk to so many people who I would never talk to on purpose, which is <laughs> cool. Uh, like, I recently had a coworker who had a swastika tattoo. Big thumbs down, okay? <laughs> get ahead of that. <laughs> but... He was always super good about my pronouns for some reason. That's a new type of guy. (laughs) New guy just dropped. Uh, (laughs) This one's crazy. (laughs) But I've been thinking about this and I finally put it together. He's a fucking grammar Nazi. It's... No, no groaning. It's a very smart joke. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, do you love the Grawlix Saves the World but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, Kick to me, say, how do I, how do I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to, Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. And we are back. It is the second act. We have all made sound choices <laughs> in the uh, interlude, and we are here to report about them. The reach out and touch someone challenge. First question, guys. Did you complete said chow? I did. I did. Yep. Did you? I did. After a couple of different tracks, we completed the challenge, and I'm here to talk about it. Um, yeah. Challenge completed, dudes. Hell Yeah. We did it. Well, uh, yeah, this was uh, definitely a little more emotional as everything is for me. So uh, I'll go first. How about I'll go first? Yeah. Why don't, why don't you do that? I was that? actually excited about this challenge because it was already kind of on my mind as this fell into our collective lap. Um, the way we always sit three cheek to cheek. Uh, <laughs> for one big lap. Uh, but I I'd had a... A friend in uh, my life, I guess I can name him, why not? Uh, My buddy Robert, uh, one time he was my closest, one of my closest friends and kind of faded out of my life to the point where we haven't talked in years. And uh, so it was kind of on my mind, I was like, it's one of those... I don't know, maybe you're like this where you have these friendships and this distance grows and you keep thinking in your head like, oh, I should like ping that person or I should I should see if they can go get coffee or I should go see whatever, you know, the kind of check in activity you had with them. 
but you put it off, you keep procrastinating and that gap grows and then it grows so big that it start, then it would be weird. It would seem more formal and it's like, well, maybe, you know, they don't want to talk to me either. It's literally been years. So this challenge was the perfect shove to try to reconnect with Robert. So I sent them a message just like, hey, what's up? It's me, you know, checking in and uh, no reply. And my my friendships are really important to me. Ron, if you could sound the earnestness horn. See, this is how easy it is, man. <laughs> I, uh, I know. I see it now. I know it. I've done it's, it. I grew up in Rift you City. Know, uh, I'm a Rift native, my, dude. And I, <laughs> my friends are are super important to me. Even ones that I haven't spoken to in a long time. Even ones where they might be distant. They're a, a big part of my life. Friends are like a, a family to me. And the idea of of a friend, like I said, I've had friendships end for like specific reasons, but to have a friendship just fade. And fully like die on the vine uh, was really sad to me, and I it gave me a little uh, time for introspection, and I realized like in my life, and I'm going to say a sad thing, not so that you guys will counter it with like no, I'm saying a sad thing for our listeners' benefit. In my life, no one has ever fought to be with me, not in not in a friendship not in a relationship. And I've often kept people kind of at arm's length in relationships, just in general. Not a huge length, but just an arm's length. And when you keep people at arm's length in your relationships, whatever type of relationships they might be, they're already halfway gone when they go because you never let them get close enough to have a hard time leaving. You did such a good job keeping up your barriers and kind of keeping them at that distance that when they go away, they're already at a partial distance. So if you're listening to this and you're keeping people at a distance, just know that that kind of works both ways. It kind of will make it easier for people to to leave. And I kind of thought on that and, you know, regretted a lot of that. But then in a twist... Two days later, Robert does reply. Uh, in a stunning twist, he does get back to me <laughs> after a pretty crushing 48 hours of introspection. Uh, Robert d- does ping back. Uh, we do a little catching up. He's uh, still writing poetry. He wrote poetry before he published a book of poems. We traded some poems because I've been writing poetry. He sent me some music that he'd been making. It was It was a very nice catch up. It was very pleasant and i was glad that i finally did it and even if it had a kind of a terrible 48 hour dark period in there it was still pretty great but then in a weird bonus one of another one of my old older buds who both of you know a comedian named matt conti matt conti was doing comedy when we all started in denver he was in the quarterback class right above us uh, he's a very funny guy, super deadpan. So funny. Uh, also, like, pretty fearless to just do the just the dumbest shit on stage. like The power stance? Yeah, you always tell people he would do these, like, power stances, like a rock singer or something. He'd, like, really stretch out. And one time, yeah. we were backstage. I remember him taking off his shoes and socks yeah. <laughs> on, during a set. It was great. Silly stuff, cause he, and he just didn't. Didn't care about, I remember daring him. It was a group of us. We dared him to do a set that was all power stances, no bits, Yep. all power stances. And he did it. He just went out this. there basically posing up on the stool, stretching out, like just, and oh, it just killed me to this day. We dared him too to do a, to do a set where he slowly over five or seven minutes went into the lowest metal stance oh, yeah. ever. Like, <laughs> But it was slow. Yeah, it lasted. So it, it just, was the whole he's set. Slowly yeah. sinking. It was the whole set. It was so fucking funny to no one else but us. The oh, crowd. You yeah. didn't explain it to the crowd. The crowd all. just hear so. people wheezing and crying off in, in the wings there. But yeah, it was just a, a very funny comic and hugely instrumental to my start as a comedian. Definitely went to bat for me and helped me kind of cannonball into the comedy scene. Anyway, he moved to Costa Rica with his wife because she was a citizen. She had dual citizenship. She could move to Costa Rica, began making brick oven pizzas and surfing and faded out of my life in the happiest way 
possible. <laughs> I was fine with that because in my head it was like the happy ending. It was like at the end of uh, that shitty third Batman movie where Alfred is talking about how he had this fantasy of like seeing Bruce Wayne over there in Paris at the cafe. Like he just had given up his old life and he had a happy new life. And that's what had happened with Matt Conti. He had he'd got out of the, uh, he was living in St. Louis at the time. He'd gotten out of St. Louis. He wasn't grinding away at comedy anymore. He was surfing in Costa Rica and making pizzas in his very own backyard brick oven. One of the happiest endings possible. But then, years go by, many years go by, and no bullshit, as we are doing this challenge, I get this random email from Matt Conti reconnecting with me because he and wants me to guest on his podcast. One of the most oh, no. horrible <laughs> endings possible. The craziest twist. The craziest twist ending. But I was oh, super boy. I was super happy to, to hear from him because uh he's a very funny guy. Uh he was a great bud. Oh, that's so sad that I didn't know he was and all I don't that, even know if I, I should be talking about it on the podcast. Uh probably not. Ron, can you bleep that word out? Deeply personal. <laughs> it's also just sad that that's happened to him, but that his comedy radar has gotten so off he goes to you out of the three Would of you us shut to try up. to like launch a podcast. <laughs> I, I, this is a, a thing that listeners don't know. The earnestness horn doesn't extend over act. So if Andrew called it in the first, it's not I active. didn't call it in the first, so that, you okay. doddering motherfucker. I just called it. It doesn't extend extend across anecdotes i'll accept it for robert i'm not going to allow that to just carry over into oh new yeah Matt you Conti did say anecdotes. it in the second i don't there's know a, i may call no. a riff foul on that one no Adam. way there's no way you could no one has i think we did establish that it's per anecdote and that was that was a rookie move by me i it's should have also anecdote. set it up for matt conti so wow. okay you know what i'll take it i'll take it but yeah so two friendships kind of rekindled and you know what no no love lost between either of them. Did you address the distance between you with either of them? You know, no, it was did just you time. About- it was just time and like geographic distance and the the busyness of adulthood. But it but in neither case was there like an issue that had to be resolved. Did it help to lessen those feelings that people don't want to connect with you or don't you know what I mean? Don't try to do that. Did it lessen? Um, well, that just. It did not disprove that because I still think that that is that's just true as like uh, social math. Or, Despite the fact that you know the both people wanted to reconnect yeah, with you, yeah. But it was nice. If anything, it was just another you know, it was a case of like, hey, this is this is what happens when those things fade away. Like it it makes it it does make it easy for people to to fade on you because you're not letting them in close but i don't i don't think that either of those people necessarily faded away because you pushed them away i mean it sounds like conti had a no, no it wasn't and, like i pushed them away like i don't want no, 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 to No, no, but i mean but... you let them slip it sounds like matt slipped into the background i mean i didn't talk to him I, I felt like i was fairly close to him for a while and yeah in the case of matt it just made sense he was down in costa rica and that one yeah. totally, totally made sense. Yeah. But I think Ben is speaking to an interesting point. I mean, you had a pretty profound realization about yourself, unless that's something you've sort of realized before. I mean, that, that was maybe an indirect benefit of this challenge. I don't know if that you're going to do anything with that, but the way that you said it, if you keep somebody at arm's length, they're already halfway gone, is pretty just like, damn, that's real. And I've never really heard you say that about yourself, so... Just wondering if that was like a new thought that occurred to you recently or it's like something you've been mulling over. I'd say th- uh, maybe I haven't articulated it that well, but I think it's something that I've realized at points, even if not quite that clearly, maybe of like, oh, I'm sorry if we're dwelling on that statement. It's just you don't really. It was profound. Yeah, you articulated it perfectly, almost so perfectly you could make it merch if you wanted. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> you can buy my sweatshirts right now. I mean, if you like, keep everyone at real- arm's length, they're already halfway gone. Anyway, I'll be down at Fierce 45 selling these out of the parking lot. <laughs> right. Or or sort of like, uh, you know, live, laugh, love type of font on a wood board. Like if you keep someone Ooh, at even arm's easier. Length, they're I have scrap gone. wood. I can just get out there. <laughs> Is perfectly articulated. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that this this challenge was super helpful in looking at that because when you just when you're not taking a look at your friendships like that, you can just make up any excuses for it. Oh well, they they live here or they're just busy or they had a kid so they're doing this. But it's like, well, what are you doing 
on your side of this. Yeah, everyone is busy all the fucking time. Everyone has something going on. What are you doing from your side of the friendship? Yeah. Just like paddling in circles, just like making up reasons why you think they hate you. Well, why don't you ring them up and find out? Dude, absolutely. And neither one of those people hated you at all. They're just Well, they said they didn't, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a thing about you that I don't know that I've ever heard you say out loud. So that was super interesting. And and thank you for kind of opening up like that, Andrew. That means a lot, buddy. And uh, I love you. I'm comfortable at arm's length. Yeah, I, okay. I, <laughs> Ron, just leave that silence in there. Leave well, it every juicy second of it. How about no, this? Thank you. I love you, Adam, too. Let's, yeah, let's move on to Adam. Let's move on to Adam. Adam. What about you? So I I couldn't think of any one person in particular that that this challenge should be focused on or toward. So I decided to what I what I'd lack in quality I'd make up for in quantity and just and just sort of reach out to a number of people because I have lots of friends that I don't stay in regular contact with. Um, but you know when I do connect with them, it's great. Which is like not a day has even passed. So I kind of was just like, those people, let's send them a text or let's call them. And like earnestness horn, I'm going to sound that one for sure. Hi, but like I had a really good friend die suddenly two years ago, my friend David, who had just like a, a awful aneurysm and uh, just gone, dead, healthiest, nice, best dude I know. And it really fucked me up. But he was one of the rare friends that would call you. And it would almost annoy me because nobody calls you. But when David would call, he's such a good dude. You're like, oh, of course, I'll fucking talk to David. But like literally the only friend who would call just to be like, what's up? How are you? What's going on? And then when he died, I was just like so grateful for those. And, you know, you start pouring through like old texts and he'd send me this funny, dumb meme or whatever. You're just like, oh, man, we kept in touch. We clearly loved each other. So I just decided to sort of spread some of that around just friends that I haven't talked to in a while, just texting nonsense to just like, like my one friend lives in Buffalo. I love him dearly. The bills just played the Broncos, just texted him some talk about that. You know what I mean? Just those types of small interactions to be like, Hey, I love you. Even though we never chat or see each other every two or three years, I'm thinking of you. Here's some bullshit. You realize when that person's gone, it's not bullshit at all. It's a gesture of like, Oh, that person's thinking about me and reaching out. So I, I did that to several friends that I consider very close and that I haven't talked to per se in a while. But then with a couple others, like I just used it. It was almost like a to-do list for me. Like I don't want to name names or anything, but there's a person I know, a comedian who lost their sister a few years ago. And they reached out to me because I lost my sister. And we had an intense talk when that person was in a terrible place. And then, you know, and I don't have any wisdom, but I do have experience. So I sort of just listened and, and talked to him about it and was there for that person. And I don't even know that person this well. Um, but then maybe seven, eight months ago, they reached out again saying, I'm at a pretty low spot. And I, I, if you could chat, I'd love that. And I was genuinely busy, but I also like, sometimes I'm not in the headspace to chat that way about it. So I was just kind of like, I'm busy right now, like hit me up in a few days or whatever. And then they never did. And I felt really uh, terrible about that because I was just not ready for them in that moment, nor not wanting to go there. And I just didn't. So that was sort of, I get, and I hadn't even thought about that. But when we presented this challenge, I remembered that, that I sort of was not there for that person that second time around. So I just messaged them and I was like, Hey, sorry, you know, haven't, we never connected last time, whatever. If you're, if you want to chat, I'm around, just hope you're doing well. And they just messaged back being like, Oh, I'm doing so well. I was at a low point. I'm all right. All's good. Thanks so much for reaching out. And I just wrote back like, well, open door, you know, if you never need to chat, I'm, I'm here. Did you feel like, uh, those people were wondering why you reached out or what they, I bet that person was kind of like, what the fuck? So, I mean, yeah, and I guess I'll just say it to that person. Like, if you are listening to this, even though I reached out to you because of a podcast, which could be viewed sort of as transactional, I suppose, the the impulse was very genuine. Uh, and, and this door is open to chat about those things. Um, as you know, because you also lost a sibling, sometimes you're not in the fucking mood to talk about it. 
And uh, that's okay too, because that's kind of what grief is. And so, I mean, that's big of you to be able to vocalize when you're not capable or able to uh, give advice or to be, you know, a shoulder, or, uh, or or you just don't have the energy or the emotional space right then to to pick somebody up when they need it. Because for sure, because it's hard for you. Yeah, and also sometimes it's like you're just flying along doing great, and you're like, I don't want to go dwell on that headspace. And when you sort of like are really earnestly listening to someone who's like, I'm in that headspace and you know that space so well, pretty easy to just tap on into it and be like, oh, yeah, this sucks. And here's how it sucks when I, about losing my sister. And now you're like in a shitty space. And so I have learned enough to be like, I, I don't want to go there or I'm not in a place where I have the emotional fortitude to go there and then pull myself right back up. So I, it was just kind of, yeah, I, and that, that's been a whole process in itself, but. I'm always there for people, but I guess I'm learning to say not a good time for me to talk to you about that. I love you. I wish you the best. You know, yeah, let's let's holler down the road. That makes sense. Right on. Well, that was great. That was great. <sighs> yeah. Um, so is it me? I guess. Am I go? Am I going? <laughs> yeah, you're the last one. Uh, you're the last one. Uh, there's only three of us, bud. Sorry. Yeah. I, no, sorry. I just didn't know. I did. Um, uh, these are very uh, heavier than I thought they'd be. Uh, you said I couldn't ride the bus, and this is what fucking yeah. happens. <laughs> well, I'm sure yours is going to be really lighthearted, so I'm glad we uh, saved yeah. it for last. <laughs> you know me. I always <laughs> absorb challenges through the prism of a very positive set of experiences that got me to where I am right now. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention the person's name, and I'll be as vague as I can be as well because I – you know, I, I you could give them a fake. You could give them a fake name. I'll just say they or whatnot. Any name I use, if I do use one, is not the person's name. But this is a person I've known my entire life. I mean, I grew up with this person. We lived on the same street from the time I was eight years old. You know, so and then when I when I eventually moved to Colorado, this person like came out with me. You know, I went first, and then shortly after, this person came out. Real quick, Chris, was it President Joe Biden? It was Joe Biden. God damn it. How do you get that every time, Adam? Because he followed you when you moved out here. Because I, I knew he followed you when you moved out God here. God damn it. Oh, boy. He's confused. You need to lead him home, Ben. Lead him home. No, I, um, no. I, I, he's, he's chipped. You need to take him to a vet. He's chipped. So I, so, uh, this person has been a part of my life for, for a very long period of time. Can I just sound um, the earnestness horn for Ben? We've never done this, but I'm doing it. I'm okay. sounding the earnestness I'm, horn. I'm not going to go off anymore. I wanted one in okay. there. I'll be, I couldn't I'll be trust beautiful. myself. I'm sounding it <laughs> for Ben's benefit. I'm a bad person. I love it. A kamikaze, uh, like fucking a kamikaze earnestness I'm, I'm horn. human shielding Ben in his moment of... <laughs> vulnerability. I like and I'm going for it and Andrew just blows himself up and the earnestness carnage hits me as well. <laughs> yep. Um no, I, I, this person uh is grew up you know you know even in adulthood has been like a a family member to me, but um I have a very conflicted relationship with this person because while this person knows me better than anybody else and has seen me through some of my worst uh, periods of life, this person has also been, uh, as some of the worst experiences I've had, at, uh, ha have definitely been at the hands of this person. Um, because we grew up in the same area. This, this, he, he had a, this person had a very tough upbringing. And, um, so, you know, and I sought the company of people who were a little, um, troubled you know I, that's just what i was looking for i wanted people i thought were tough to be around and this person definitely was a, a tough person and but also has a really great heart but in their adulthood was has been struggling with some things and because of that there's been some experiences where eventually they i found them i hate this term but it is perfect for it they i found them to be triggering to me and they would make me feel like i did when i was younger and i'm trying to work past all that shit and be a fucking normal 44 year old man you know i'm uh somebody very close to me that i love recently just said uh i'm tired of learning about myself and like i'm kind of the same way i'd, I'd like to get there at some point where i feel <laughs> like i know myself and um i don't think that ever actually happens but anyway um I eventually just made the decision after a particular event recently uh, in the last year or so to to um, take a step back 
from that friendship and and let just so I can start processing some things as well. Um, and it was incredibly painful. It's like losing a, a family member. And um, we hadn't really talked in a bit. And then the other night after this challenge came about and everything, and I was laying in bed and I was uh, on social media as I do till all hours of the night. Cause I don't sleep. Smart. Yeah. Uh, Good approach. I saw, I saw <laughs> that this person was, was online and I was like a message. And what transpired was a, a very necessary and important conversation. And a lot of things came out about what they're working through and uh, what they're, ex- what they're learning about themselves in, in trying to uh, uh, treat themselves and to, to work through some of the same shit that we've all dealt with growing up. Uh, Cause we grew up in the same environment. And uh, so it actually ended up being incredibly cathartic. I think it, I think I had grown a little bit calloused um, to this person's struggles. Admittedly, I I'd become frustrated and angry. And then this conversation rejuvenated my, my ability to feel empathy for them, I think, and uh, kind of made me feel bad, but that's normal for me. I feel a little guilty at times with this stuff, but uh no, it ended up being a very important conversation and uh, it left on a really good space. And I think a, a footing of, to move forward, maybe, I hope, you know, because I, there's a, I, I can sense when we talk, there's a longing. There's not many of us from this particular group of friends left, unfortunately. And uh, so, and he's somebody I consider to be the closest to me. Um so I'm glad I did it. It was very heavy, but I think it's also important. And, uh, and like I said, the, the ability to, to feel for it, this person again, made me, uh, uh, made, gave me some hope. So that's it. I mean, I don't really have other, I don't want to elaborate much more because this person's business is their business. And, but yeah, I think it, I think this was an important thing to do. Nice. I love that dude. I, and I know the person you're talking about, and we've talked about that person a lot. And cause I had a friend sort of, sort of similar that I kind of yeah. Yeah, cut exactly. out and, uh, I understand the feelings of guilt, but I also know that it, sometimes it's sort of a protective measure. Like this person has a sum total negative on me when we get together and it's just not working anymore. And so I'm not going that way. So I applaud you a keeping this person at an arm's length, no pun intended, Andrew, like learning that's better for you, but also calling them and reawakening empathy for them or messaging them and doing that is awesome. Like that's killer. Cause, cause now they're not just some two dimensional thing that you're like, that was a bad thing that I had to cut out. You're like, Oh, I remember that person. I feel that person. I can feel empathy for that person. And that doesn't mean you necessarily have to be like, and come on back in. You know what I mean? You can still just be like, you're real. I love you. I root for you. And I'm feeling empathy for you now. And, and, and our relationship is not like, I, di- I hate you. I, I, di- I never hated the person. And a lot of the behaviors, at least dragging me into things or me being there and then being in some terrifying situations, that stopped a long time ago. And, and this person apologized. I mean, they have a, a huge heart. They just struggle. And it got so hard to watch the struggle. There's a preservation side that I can't watch the people I grew up with repeat things because I'm sensitive, because I like chew my own stomach up about it. And because it brings up a lot of shit from the past where I find myself feeling that feeling again, you know, of like fear and worrying and worrying for that person. Is this going to be the call? Is it not going to be the call? You know, which I know, you know, Adam, you know, that, that terrifying, that feeling. So it was, uh, it was definitely good. And it was, it was interesting to hear the difference in the, this person's voice as they're realizing there were, uh, there were other things, you know, that, that, uh, and so, uh, it was good. And I've re like I said, reawakened this, this want and this drive to see them and believe that this person can, can can pull themselves to a place where they, where they have somewhat normalcy, uh, uh, like a, 
a, a comfortability of, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like a median, like level of happiness. No, no nothing's ever perfect, but you know, they can enjoy yeah. some of this. And I, I'm back to rooting for that and, and feeling that feeling again. So like I said, I'm, I'm keeping this incredibly vague, but uh, yeah. So sounds, sounds very worthwhile, dude. It sounds like a, yeah. a really meaningful exchange. Good challenge for sure. And one last thing I was going to say, I, I, uh, there was one other situation with the person that I blocked, uh, and I'm not going to describe that in any manner, but I made the mistake of, of, of approaching that. And that was the opposite bad idea. Everything you thought was exactly the same. Uh, so it's hit or miss on that one. I don't even want to fucking address it because I'm so fucking mad about it. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, you know, 50, 50 on that one. I'm happy yeah. with the one that, uh, sometimes the people are out of your life for a reason, dude. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, great challenge. Uh, I have a feeling I know where we're going to go with this, but, but, uh, Andrew, you know, I mean, it, it does this make the world a better place? Is this something you'll continue trying to do? Especially I'm curious about that with you. We lived, we laughed, we loved in this challenge. What about if I make that into a sign? <laughs> I think it's already a sign, dude, or a pillow. Like, no, it's not dude. Shut up. I want to see Andrew get his face suit off. No, I'm mixing it up. It says laugh, love, live. It's totally different. And I'm in the clear. Ah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Uh, yeah, it does. I think it does make the world a greater place, not only to reach out, check in on friendships, no matter how old uh, you may be surprised to find that. You pick it right back up uh, as if no time had elapsed, like what Adam was saying with some of his friendships. That's often the case. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're still friends. I feel like friends, friends are like succulents. Friendships are like succulent plants. They don't. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. I'm writing down. Uh, they don't yes. need. <laughs> friends are like, are like succulents. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. A lot of times they don't need a lot. And you're like, maybe this is dead. And you go over. It's not dead. It just needs a little little bit of water. You can also buy that merch. I've also got those sweatshirts for Adam, sale. You wrote that down. <laughs> That's my boy. You got that down. Right? That's my boy. I think it's good to to again, like I was saying, like. Maybe look at like how what's my half of this friendship looking like? Because that's the only thing you can control is what you're putting out and how available you, you're making yourself and how vulnerable you are to that friendship. What's my half of this friendship look like? Because you can't control their half. You can't make them call you or check in with you, but you can check in with them and you can make yourself available for them. So if you've got friendships that are languishing, go do something about it. Go do. That's another pillow I, I have for sale. Go do. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. I think with that one on the front, friendship languishing, question mark. On the back, go, comma, do, exclamation. Yes. <laughs> These are available only at Amazon. <laughs> and and I like it because no one will have a fucking clue what any of that means. <laughs> yeah. Friendship languishing much? Go, go do. Like do, <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, I think it's great. Adam, you're a whiz. This is a genius shit. Uh, you know, Ron will whip this shit up real quick. He's great at this stuff. I just I just identify it, and Ron puts it into, into fucking Adam, onto the market. the question to you. Yeah, I think this is great for the world. And, and, and to any listeners that are like, well, yeah, how do I pull this off? I think it can be as big or as little as you want it. Like, I just, can, I just texted with a few friends. That's so low energy, but... From having been on the other end of that and lost a friend who did that to, you know, would text me and remind me, hey, I'm thinking about you. Remember this funny thing about birds, whatever. It just meant the fucking world. It's just that little a gesture. Hey, text a funny meme. And for, across the country, you're like, oh, my buddy's thinking about me. And it's like that little. Uh, and it can means I just something. interrupt? As a quick aside, every single time I message Adam a funny thing about birds, he says, I fucking already saw this. That's how he replies. <laughs> or he says, you think I didn't already see this the day it came out? So this isn't always true I for said everybody. across the country, not across the city. It's really not always true. Well, here's the thing. Like, we have this incredible <laughs> technology of texting to be able to test the waters first 
uh, sending, sending, even sending a letter is an incredibly thoughtful, nice way. Like, I really think that sometimes a phone call can be a bit jarring for the other person yeah. to get it. So th this ability, especially now when nobody calls, right? Exactly. So this ability to, to say, Hey, how are you? And they respond and say, it's been a while. Would you maybe want to catch up on the phone just so they can prepare? And I, I think little things like that can help if it's been a long time and there's some nervousness on your part and, and, probably on theirs, but I, I definitely, and I, and I also wanted to add, I agree with that completely. I also wanted to add, like, I think, you know, when you're worried if like a friend, Oh, are they mad at me? Do they not like me? Why have we gone sort of quiet? What I've found as I've gotten older, especially are, is the best friends are the ones that you can get together with. Doesn't matter how long it's been. Boom. You're just back together. You're laughing the same way you were when you were 19 and like, if you are a friend who's on the other end of that being like, why aren't they reaching out to me? Why aren't we as close as we were back then? Because people age, people have lives, everything changes. No one has time for a friendship that intimate as it once was. Does not mean that person doesn't love you just as much. And so maybe think about that if you're ever wondering if that person's like not as, why aren't they that into me anymore? Yeah. <laughs> because... They're busy. Everyone's got life. Yeah, or your connective I, tissue has changed. Like, oh, you quit drinking, and our connective tissue was we used to go out and get blitzed together, and right now we d don't have that in common. So it's like, yeah, that's just a natural change in a friendship. Yeah, I definitely think there are good and bad reconnections, and you should be very careful to choose wisely uh, which ones because some desires to reconnect with people do not come from healthy places. They come from, you yeah. know, this Thanksgiving <laughs> plunge back into the most toxic friendship you ever exactly. had. The Grolic says it's okay. We're bothering exes, <laughs> but earnestness horn. I'm sounding it now. <laughs> yeah. I think this is, I think I will do it. I will try to find the situations. I'm very thankful that I did it. And if this person does listen to this and they are listening and they figured out it's them, I didn't just reach out because of that. I've been thinking about you and uh, I'm rooting for you. So uh, I'm always, always rooting for you. So anyway, uh, yeah, great episode. Um, that was a good one. That was a good one. And I, this is not even a joke, but I will, Andrew, now if you send me the bird stuff, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll heart it, okay? You know, I won't say I won't say I already. Saw I feel it. like our connective tissue has changed, and you know what? Our yeah. love language is not bird memes. It turns out it's making fun of Ben in our private chat. No, oh, it's come making fun on, of Ben in our private chat. <laughs> I know you guys are gels. All right, dudes, great challenge. I'm glad. Hey, to the to the uh, to the listeners who suggested. Because if I'm correct, Ron, it's been recommended several times. So thank you for suggesting that this ended up being a pretty profound one, which I I think we assumed in some capacity it would be. But you all rule. Once we put the bus handcuffs on the chow. It got more profound, right? Well, let's um, let's uh, let's go ahead. Let's let's cleanse the palate a little bit before we head into that third act with some live stand-up comedy from the Grolics live show. Uh, get your tickets now; it's on sale. It's the last Saturday of every month at the world-famous Bug Theater. Um, of course, there is not one for December. Uh, there will be no, a show no December for show. January. So the tickets will be on sale very soon for that. But let's listen to some live stand-up comedy uh, from our good pal and, and crusher of a comic, Troy Walker. And when we return, third actors, get ready. Put on your astroglide to slide through the third act tubes. No, it's into where he goes with the it. middle of Rift City. Like a, like a water slide tube? It, no, it's a, it's a Rift City tube. It's like... Um, Augustus Gloomp, no getting stuck. Like, you know, old school bank drive up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Up. Yeah, a yeah. Whole body suck. Yeah. Well, put a little sucker in the bank tube for me. <laughs> a whole body suck, he says. So, uh, yeah. Stay tuned. We've got more show. We're gonna tease this year's final fucking challenge. This is the last one for the the year, and y'all. That is episode 100. It uh, will be the next episode, so we're going to tease that. You don't want to miss this, so stay tuned. <laughs> I'm not good at the dating thing, man. I'm not. 
But it's all right. I don't need to be out there anyway. It's gotten weird out there. Last few years, doesn't it feel like it's gotten weird, the whole dating thing? Last year and a half, just feels like everybody's talking about eating ass all of a sudden. I feel new. That's new, right? I feel like the last year and a half, people are just like, eat ass, eat ass. What do you mean you don't eat ass? We're all eating ass. You gotta eat ass. It's crazy. You go on Twitter, they put up weird Twitter polls. Which of these Muppets eats the most ass? They don't even give you good options. Fozzie Bear, Miss Piggy. The answer's animal. We all know it's animal. That's why they call them that. I don't like it, I don't care for it. It makes me feel like an old man, like, ah, get off my lawn, stay out my ass. And also, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Because there's a lot of things that have been trends in the past turned out not to be such a good idea, you know? Like cigarettes. People used to love cigarettes. Turned out not to be such a good idea. How do we know that 40 years from now we won't find out that eating ass causes throat cancer or something? There's <laughs> just a whole bunch of people walking around like, I used to eat six to eight asses a day. Don't be like me, kids. You are pop locking and shit like high school assemblies, like stay off the ass. <laughs> and we're back. All right, Act Three, you you Act Three folks, get ready. Holy shit, you've been waiting to uh, with this episode on mute for what 45 minutes now just waiting to <laughs> unmute this so you can get to the mute. third act in the game you know what i imagine the third actors they're the people that like the gizzard they like the liver they're the ones that are like give me the neck you know oh, what yeah, i mean they're waiting for those creep meats <laughs> give me that little side play to the creep meats that you would give <laughs> That you might give to a dog. I'm waiting for those. <laughs> the and then they are always, they always, they're so smug about it. Like this is the real tasty meat. Yeah. Well, go enjoy it. Why don't you eat good. it on the back porch, you animal? Yeah, it's gamey. That's what they're saying. It's gamey, <laughs> and it's minerally. You can taste it. Well, uh, first no. of all, thanks. Well, why don't you eat it right out of the ass of the bird <laughs> while you're at it? How about that? So, first of all, uh, we just want to give a huge thanks, uh, most importantly, to those folks that we reached out to thank you uh once again i just want to make it clear that was not the only reason i reached out it was just the spark that that uh, reminded me yeah this, is, this, uh, this challenge was the perfect shove in the right direction so exactly. thanks to the uh person who had pitched it to us in the first place and yeah thanks to all of our yeah our patreon subscribers there were quite a few as friends. we said so thank you so much this was a wonderful suggestion and we hope this satisfied uh, what it was you were looking for andrew i'm ready for it i'm ready i've been doing i've been doing molly all morning because i want to oh, just wow. vibe with should this. i go like holiday edition yes. is it like time for the carol yes, edition yes please plugs 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 Andrew, what are you? Anyway, I'm performing comedy up in Breckenridge, Colorado, Friday, December 8th. Come visit the quaint, picturesque town of Breckenridge. I'm not sure if it's part of Uller Fest or not, but if it is, that's fun. You'll be at the Riverwalk Center. (laughs) Am I your manager now? Am am I I listed? Am I listed on there? Yes, I'm reading the article right now on (laughs) thesummitdaily.com. Later on Friday, there will be the Uller Comedy Night at the Riverwalk Center. You owe me 10%. Dude. You got to keep this. Keep this. Do not All edit right. this. Do All not right. edit this stuff. God, they don't tell me anything. They just give me a city, and then it's up to me to figure <laughs> out where. That's how I always have book shows. They're Shit. just like, Wichita. And then I have to find the venue and everything about the show. Great. I'll be at the Uller Fest. Andrew Overdahl will be at the Uller Comedy Night as part of Uller Fest up in Breckenridge at the Riverwalk Center Friday night. In Thank you. You should go. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Oh, and it's a benefit. Carriage House Early oh, Learning Center. All right, Ron. Put the blast shield. Ron, put you're the- hired. <laughs> I can't pay you in anything, but thank yeah, you. Ben, what do you have wait, going on? I just want to add, if you don't, if if you're wondering what 
Andrew's comedy career is like, that's it. Like, Andrew is like, where am I at again? <laughs> where are we going? Uh, it's so good. Um, but anyway. Uh, fuck you, Ben. How about that? Okay. What do you have? <laughs> uh, well, uh, New England. New England, our friends in the great Northeast, uh, Adam, Kate, and Holland, and I, uh, the, uh, the, 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 this dearly departed Adam, Kate, and Holland, we're so sad he's not here right now. Of course, he, he passed away in a tryptophan overdose. So um, it's sad to see. But Adam and I, I'll be wheeling his weekend at Bernie's corpse out. Uh, Friday, December 8th, Adam and I will be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at the Portsmouth Book and Bar. And then Saturday, December 9th, we will be in beautiful Monmouth, Maine at Cumston Hall. Get it out of your systems, folks. It is called Cumston Hall, but it is a beautiful Shakespearean theater. We will be there on December 9th. Saturday, December 9th. So make sure you get your tickets as always. Uh, the tickets are down there in the show notes. And remember, folks, there is no Grolix live show in December. We will return with another monster lineup in January. And as always, tickets are already on sale. You can get your tickets. Uh, that's down in the show notes. Wow, those shows have fun. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed or left a review, uh, please, by all means, uh, give us a review there. They're very helpful. Uh, throw some stars at us. Give us a subscription. For example, if you're listening to this on Spotify, click the little bell next to our name, and then boom, you'll get a little notice every time a new episode boom. drops. Every time there's a new little tidbit of content, you'll know it, and you won't miss it. We're on social media everywhere, at Grolix Comedy. Uh, and tell us some of... Uh, Tell us some of your stories of reconnecting with uh, old pals. Yeah, and one of the best ways that you can continue to support this podcast, as always, uh, you can support us on our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. First of all, huge, huge thanks to all of our supporters. We have a bunch of them, uh, new and old, and we can't thank you enough. As always, ad-free episodes is access to uh, Act 4. You can be an Act 4 person for only $4. Four for four, it's crazy. Uh, also, boy crazy, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we just dropped the wrestling boy crazy uh, that's amazing. Also, one of the big perks about this birthday shout outs. And we have some. If you come in at the Ben level, we're going to shout you out. And as always, we like to do it in a special way. We like to make your birthday as special uh, for you as it is for us. These are Valentine's Day babies, oh, bro. The most romantic of all fuck. babies. Mm, yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead. As always, we like to make these special. So today, because it's thanks, it's around Thanksgiving. Andrew, what do you say? We, with these birthday shout outs, we guess what these people wished for when they won the wishbone mm. break. They snapped the wishbone and they they got the bigger end and what did they get? And I'll go first if you want, Andrew. I like but it. Do it. This person, uh, been with us for quite some time, Jeremy Johnson. It is, uh, it, it is their birthday. And uh, Jeremy uh, wished for an advent calendar filled with slowly increasing doses of Advil. So uh, each doorway, when you open it throughout the month, <laughs> Uh, it increases the milligrams uh, until it, until you get that lethal dose on the twenty. Yes, one that you would need a prescription for. Now this is a this is a post op Advil strength one, and he takes that right on Christmas in the horse syringe. <laughs> and so, Jeremy, we hope you enjoy the analgesic as well as the pain relieving effects of wow. Advil. And thank you to our newest sponsor. Uh, the Bear Corporation for that as well. You know, as sad as it is, as you described that, I was like, oh, damn, I'd enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I, c 
can never find Advil in my house. If I had a little uh, a snowy decorated paper house that I could just pop a door and grab my uh, my Advil. What about I'd you? I'm going to toss this one to you. Okay, all right. Uh, I, uh, it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, from yeah. across the pond, though. From across the oh, pond. Oh, okay. One Give of it our to me. UK fans. What would what would Hannah Tipney want when cracking the old wishbone? Oh, okay. This one's easy because over in the UK, Thanksgiving, very different holiday. It's the day they celebrate getting rid of all of their religious lunatics when they all <laughs> left for the new world. Uh, and the UK could then kind of grow as a cooler place. They're like, thank God we got rid of those fuckers. So I think Thanksgiving, a kind of a different vibe over there. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, Hannah is just wishing to get rid of the rest of them. Uh, just finally... <laughs> What happens if Hannah is one of them? Well, I don't think she's listening to this podcast then. <laughs> well, but I will say, Hannah, if you are one of them, welcome to America. Am I right? You're going to be coming over because you just wished mm. yourself some prime residency here in the United States. All Great right. One. I got the last, last but not least for you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Scott Facet. This is Scott Facet. What? What's Scott wishing on the old bone? Well, what he's hoping for is it. he wants a Cessna 212, one that's in clean, operable running uh, performance with a set of untraceable tail numbers on it because mm. Scott has some stuff he'd like to bring into the United States. That the yeah, looking for, look, looking for uh, <laughs> uh, a load capacity of at least 10 pretty big duffel bags. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, <laughs> ideally. and you know he's running this through the Caribbean. He's skipping stones to get to the U.S. So if we could have some <laughs> clean tail numbers on that perfectly running Cessna, I think Scott's going to have a heck of a Thanksgiving. So what a wish. And I hope you get it, Scott. Happy birthday, November babies. Huge thanks to all of our Patreons who support us at any level. Uh, It's hugely, hugely helpful. uh, And we greatly appreciate it. If you want your own birthday shout out or if you just want to check out the Patreon, give it a a good gander at patreon.com slash Grolic Give it a good gander. That's just fun to say. Also, big. I know. It's so fun to say I fucked it up. Big thanks, big thanks to original dial 1010-321 telephone call girl, Ron Doyle. Uh, wow, you looked amazing when hawking long distance calling. You were- uh, Reach uh, out and touch someone. Yes. Remember when Ron would sing that? Yes, and a big thanks to Mike Henderson for your help recording at the live show. And as always, our theme music is brought to you by the prodigal Charlie Continental. He always comes back. He always, and we he welcome back. him back. Wiser, yes. Andrew, we welcome him back. Holy shit, we've reached dum, dum, four dum, years dum, and one hundred fucking dum, episodes dum, of this dum, fucking dum, podcast. I'm calling us dum dums. Dum 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 dum. <laughs> we made it a century mark, and it only took us four years to do it. Yeah, <laughs> like a geriatric whose dream it was to swim the English Channel. We've done it. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> and speaking of, that's what we're going to do for episode 100. We're swinging in we're the chill. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody made sure. Oh, swim. wow. No, our episode one. After, uh, after our swimming challenge, that's going to be a short one. Yeah. I've seen us all in action. It's going to be a pretty short one. It's going to be pretty cool to see. No, uh, everybody, uh, you're going to have to listen. You're going to tune in to episode 100, four years in. Make sure you tune in to this next episode. Uh, cause we're, we're going to do something fun for it. Uh, and we just, uh, we want to make sure you're all listening to say how much we love you. Uh, and what a ride it's been. So, uh, stay tuned for that episode. But in the meantime, play us out, Charlie. 